0: Let's unpack. This is produced by me, Michelle Burns, from Thriving Mind, and Julie Bell from Coast Therapy. This is an unpaid production, so if you don't mind, can you spread the news, tell your friends about us, um, and share the link so others can join in on the conversation? All right, let's unpack this. So let's unpack this. Okay. What are we doing? So like I said, I've had some questions come in and one in particular come in from, and I'm not giving away names. So people just know that when you write into me or uh, message me or email me with a topic, it's all confidential, not going to divulge who you are or or your name or anything. Mm -hmm. So I had somebody write in asking about happiness. Basically, feels happy is happy with everything they have in life is happy with their home with their relationship with their partner with their kids etc and so forth but it feels like something's missing it feels like you know sits there and and I guess just that feeling of um, I'm not really happy but I should be because I've got everything I want I've got everything I need why aren't I happy and I I find this a really interesting subject Julie because Mm -hmm. so many people um feel this on a deep level but they might not sort of say it out aloud um and everybody seems to be grasping at oh where do I get this happiness where can I purchase this happiness where can I who can I go to that's going to give this to me? Like it's something that they can physically touch, hold or, you know, um, take. But that's not what happiness is. That's a really good um, topic. I like that um, topic. So what did you think when you read it? I, I was excited. <laughs> that sounds a bit, maybe a little harsh. I was really excited when I got that because, um, it's something that I've had to, I guess, muddle with myself. Um, you know, that feeling of just not being quite content or the feeling of not really knowing what I'm here for or what I'm supposed to do. And, um, what what is it do I actually want in this life of mine that I've been thrown into? Well, what do I want to get out of this? And where do I get that from? And I think a lot of people, um, some people, they think money, uh, money will bring them happiness, a person, a relationship, a child, um, a career, mm. all of those things are going to somewhat bring them happiness and in in a way those things do i have found even with myself um it's not something sometimes it's a bit of a hard one Mm -hmm. here and a bit of a hard one to still sort of grapple with even once you realize you know that it's not it's 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 not hard but it's not easily obtainable it is something that you have to work for and it's something that you do have to put the effort in to really get and it, it comes down to being authentic it's an authentic happiness and i think that people tend to misinterpret that word what it really means um And that's just social, isn't it, social language where, you know, I'm happy when I'm having a couple with my friend and my laughing and my giggling or I'm happy when I'm fooling around and playing with my kids out in the backyard. I'm I'm happy when I got a new car and I'm excited about that. But I think we've got to learn that happy is different to the word joy and it's joy that we're feeling when we're having coffee and laughing with a friend and when we it's uh, ex- ex- excitement, when we buy a new car, yeah. they're all elated feelings that bring yeah. out those endorphins and whatnot and make us feel, you know, quite jumpy and, and high, I guess high would be the word. Yeah. Um, but it's fleeting. And I think when you can decipher that between happiness and joy, joy being fleeting and happiness being more of a, a contentment overall feeling then you can start to work with finding your authentic internal happiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I was interested before you said, oh, it's hard. And I was like, what's hard? What, What do you think is hard about finding happiness? Well, for me personally, it's a journey. So authentic happiness is analysed into three different elements. You've got your positive emotion, you've got your engagement, which is your self-awareness and your mindfulness, and then you've got your meaning, which is your purpose, you know, what you're here for, what, you know, what it is that's going to really bring you meaning in life. For some of that, for some people, that can be acts of service or um, or your career. Um, Yeah. Um, it means something different for everybody. So not one person can sit here and go, well, this is how I found it. This is what works for me yeah. and expect that to work for you because yeah. it really is deep within yourself. You've got to do the internal work. You've got to figure out what, what you... You've got to basically find yourself, learn who you are in order to find your happiness. Yeah, absolutely. It's complex, it's multi... Um, it, it's, it's so, there's so many different parts to that. And I love what you just said about that. Um, You just named a whole heap of areas. One of the things that we, uh, you know, like look at as coaches or whatever else is to like the wheel of like, you know, the different values in your life and looking at where they are as far as balance and happiness goes. And, you know, obviously it's not as easy as chunking things because like there's so much more nuance than that. But to actually just think about all the different areas of your life, and actually seeing um, where they are, why they where they are at, why you feel that way, and actually investigating that is way so much deeper, right? It's yeah. not just an answer. It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not a simple it's, answer. That's right. And people sometimes think that happiness is measured over how somebody makes them feel. It, it, it's not. Happiness is measured by pleasure, passion, and purpose. It comes in those th- again three different elements and so yes yeah, some it, it does give you um pleasure it does give you passion but it also gives you purpose this will give you all three for it to be authentic i just have a little dust phone. so um the biggest question is i guess and i guess what the person writing in about that was was how do i then what do i do how do i go about getting there so, you know, and and Julie, I think you're going to come into this really well because when you are trying to find authentic happiness, I feel you pull on your strengths. So you really got to sit down and think about your strengths as a person. Um, for some people, that might be you know, um, acts of service, mm-hmm. gratitude. Um, I don't know, empathy or loyalty. I go so far as to say not for some people, for everybody. Some people are stronger in some areas than others and they're um, more important. But um, there's an element of uh, like having a little bit of that for everybody. And that's... You've uh, only just mentioned a couple. Sorry for jumping in there. No, that's okay. So it's like definitely... It's about finding those and, and what works for you and then working with that at the forefront rather than trying to battle on trying to strengthen weaknesses. You, well, you've got to start with your strengths first and then slowly you can build up on your weaknesses. Um, and, you know, I think that's important. And this is where I say the work has to go into it because you've got to sit down and figure that out. You've got to figure out what it is, you know. Did you ever go in and do your VIA strengths? Ah, so Martin Seligman. Yeah, did you? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah, 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 I have. Do you um, remember what they were, what
1: your
0: top strengths were? I can't remember. Um, um, loyalty's always been a big one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a very loyal person. Mm-hmm. Empathy uh, com- and compassion was high mm-hmm. for me as well. And anybody that knows me, I think, would agree with that. Um, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember. Um I'm not sure, but I do know that they might be different now. Yeah. They contain, absolutely. I've they have grown a lot as a person just in the last two years, so I think they would be a little bit different. But, yeah, for, for everybody listening, there is um, a website you can go on to. It's called the, is it just Authentic Happiness? Mm, yeah, I think so. B-I- B-I-A. B-I-A. Thanks. Z for Victor, I for, I don't know, the proper one. So I <laughs> Anyway, it's a quiz. It's free. You have to sign up with an email address. It doesn't cost you anything, but you can go on and do. And you and you really got to give yourself the time to sit in silence and actually think about it. Again, it's not just like oh, you have to tick tick tick. You really got to think. And um, but it will give you like your top five. It'll give you your top five character strengths, and um, that can help people because you know when you've got to sit and just think of it off the whim. It's, yeah, it's sure. And the and yeah. the whole premise behind it is. Um, by understanding your strengths, you know, the, the top areas to focus on for happiness. Absolutely. So um, finding, well, I'm not happy because I'm missing some of these areas that make me happy and they're important to me. Um, so that, like, values, I guess, in a way, aren't they? Really? They are, yeah. Um, and, and when you know your values, you know your boundaries. So they all align in different ways. Mm.
1: So,
0: um, seeing. So, you know, it. I think that's important, finding out what your strengths are. But, again, I think the way to finding happiness is through mindfulness, through self-awareness and through gratitude. They would be my top three biggies Mm -hmm. in trying to, you know, really start to be more authentically happy within yourself and your life. Sure. You know, self-awareness key you have to know when you're feeling down you have to you have to know when something's not working for you or, or what it is that you're passionate about and and what brings you meaning and that comes down to your self-awareness sure. um, but i find gratitude just and everybody goes oh, that's so hard it's not um i started by literally getting up of the morning and sitting on the side of my bed and just I, I, I gave myself three things I wanted to just name in my head in the morning, first thing, three things that I was grateful for and they were silly things to begin with But and then it, it gets bigger. You You think of better things. But I think I started with, well, I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for, you know, I'm grateful for my house, as messy as it is, or, you know, yeah. I'm grateful for um the fact that i can walk out on to my letterbox and not get shot um you know, yeah. it, can be, it can be so minute but the more you think of it the more you and then it starts with three and then all of a sudden you can think of so many things that you're grateful for and when but i think when you start to be grateful for just the, the smallest things you have more gratitude Things with more meaning. So I think that gratitude's a big one, and mindfulness. And yeah. I know you've done a lot of work, Julie, around mindfulness. So,
1: yeah.
0: Um, what would be your takeaways? I guess if you were. I guess um, I like to use mindfulness. Um, I don't like. To, I I don't even really like using the word mindfulness. Right? I hate all those labels. I'm really. Um, I sort of hear the word mindfulness now and it gets shoved down everyone's throats, and I almost get like, Ugh. But <laughs> I just, I, the actual idea of coming back to what's in front of you and noticing what it is that's going on for you and being able to utilize that and be in the present moment is something um, I just need it. It grounds me. And so I don't have to be, um, I, I mean, some people will meditate every day and go, oh, it's my meditation practice that brings it. And it is. Like there's definitely even research that shows it, right? So um, it's definitely important. I, I, I found that even things like being mindful of how I'm holding my body, like um, gee, why is my back so bad? Oh, I'm mindful of the fact that I'm clenching different parts of my um, body that are creating it. Well, oh, why am I feeling anxious at the moment? I realise when I'm clenching my hands and my my tongue's stuck at the roof of my mouth. Well, I'm driving along and I go, Oh, oh, my shoulders are right up here and I'm like so tense. And oh, just, I'm gonna just be mindful of what I'm doing with my body and how that affects me, or um, mindful that I'm eating something and it doesn't yeah. taste right and it would have made me sick if I feel happy. Really I guess mindfulness can really cross over to self-awareness. They can really become enmeshed with each other, can't they? Because, um, you know, I say to people, particularly when I'm working with them through, I guess, emotion management and emotional intelligence strategies and stuff, I say to people, you have to be mindful and self-aware. Self-aware of how you're responding um, and and mindful of the behaviour that you're now, you you know, that you've fallen into and so they do really become enmeshed with each other. Yeah. And so yeah. it, comes, it goes hand in hand, just being self-aware of how you're holding yourself but and, and mindful of that, but also being mindful of how that makes you feel and then how that makes you respond, how that makes you react. And because that turns into your self-language, the way you talk to yourself, it turns into the way you think about yourself. It turns into the behavior, uh, yeah. you know, how you are, yeah you know, behaving in, in your, in your relationships with other people, um, at work, etc., and so forth. And also I think, you know, being mindful and self-aware of the story that you're telling yourself, that's my cat, <laughs> 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 uh, of the story, the narrative that you're feeding yourself, because when you are, you, the story that we tell ourselves, oh, I have the quote, I'm gonna, I'm, I've got this quote here. We all develop a personal narrative that consists of the stories we tell about ourselves to ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? And this becomes the centre of our own gravity, our own identity, and serves as a blueprint for our future behaviour. So the narrative, the story that we tell ourselves turns into the way that we react and respond that's and the way true. we behave with other people. So there's yeah, that mindfulness true. and that self-awareness and that also does play into being happy and being authentically happy. Oh so true. Yeah. I'm being aware of the fact that um for example and um this is a great one with breathing for um just a little um side thought of that, um, that perhaps the breathing is coming down my system that my system is on overdrive, But like being mindfully aware of that and then using mindfulness practices like breathing to help bring it back and to be calm and to be able to move um, forward, that sort of stuff actually does definitely impinge on your happiness because obviously you're going around and you're totally wired all the time and you don't know why and you don't know how to stop it, and you don't understand what's going on, then, you know, it's... you. You're not happy, are you? So being able to bring that back down and be able to centre yourself and come back to that recognition of what's going on, you can make decisions, you can um, clear things up, you can let things go, or you can decide to actually um, just recognise that that's impacting you and in a way that can be a relief as well. Um, Absolutely. That's I don't a... know that we're talking about joy here, though, are we? We're like, not talking about not joy. Not joy, and that's where I think people get confused because i think socially in our social communication the way we talk and the way that we i don't think that now i don't think ever but i think more probably now people are starting to realize that they've got to um, expand their vocabulary of what emotion and feelings are and what they mean i think we've been quite narrow-minded around things happy sad you know playful angry mad but we've been very very small group of Feelings and emotions for naming them, but they're so so big. I'm sure I have a wheel of emotions with all the different names of things. I sure, actually, I think I've got my files. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's so many names for so many things, and (laughs) emotion coaching for you in autism. My kid can come here and he can run them all off to you, and where they go and where they sit in the you know zones of regulation. But um. What colour they are? Exactly, but I think people do confuse excitement, elated sort of feelings, that hyped up, you know, um, endorphic sort of reactions, which we know as being joy. But they, it's socially always been said, oh, you're happy, you're very happy, aren't you? Oh. Which one do you think you feel wrong? The person who asked it. Question or set that um, little comment in, or whatever you want to call it. What do you think they meant? I think that, from so the way I read it, I think that they are lacking meaning and purpose in their life. I think that they're maybe going through a transition. Um, something's changing, whether it be children are growing up and moving from the sort of, you know, needing more care into more independent lives. I think, and this is where I find clientele-wise, where a lot of people struggle. It's either they're coming at an age where around that 30, 35-year-old sort of group, let's say, where they've maybe had children and their children are growing up and either starting school or starting high school and becoming more independent and they don't really know where they fit Mm -hmm. or they've been stuck in doing a career or a job. Let's not even call it a career, maybe just a job. And they're like, I want to do more with myself. How do I do that? Where do I fit? What is it I'm wanting to do? Um, or, uh they've broken out from a relationship that they've been in for a very long time and they're now on their own and they're like who am i what do i need so again down to those um happiness the way it's measured pleasure passion purpose Mm -hmm. and um again analyze into those three different elements we're talking about um, engagement and meaning. So purpose and meaning are the two two biggies that pop out and stand out for me. I've done some personal develop my, development myself and it all came back to me finding out what my passion was mm-hmm. and my purpose
1: mm-hmm.
0: and to give me meaning of who I was and where I was headed. Mm-hmm. But would you again, relate that to joy, Michelle? I know, or no, happiness? no. I, it, it's, not an, it's not an elated, excited type of feeling. It's more of a contentment, I would say. Um, and I think that's the difference. Joy is elated, endorphic, high-like experience. For those of you who, who have dabbled in narcotics, high, <laughs> excited, buzzing. Happiness is more of a calm sense of emotion, more of a contentment, more of a. I feel gratifying. Okay. Would you explain it like that? Yeah, I think contentment is a really good one. I think they are a little tiny bit different because I'm like, when was, oh, you were saying it before, I was thinking of contentment, but then when you were saying it then, Um, There's a part of me that goes, I think they are two slightly different words, but I think it describes maybe that overall um, seeking of happiness that that person may be trying to describe from what you read and what you're just saying there. I think contentment, um, when I think to myself, oh, gee, I'm content, does um, have a slightly different feeling in my body to happiness, but I think they're very similar. Very similar. Agree. Yeah, totally agree. So, just say you had that person, like you know, in a counselling room with you, or at a coffee, having a coffee at park, you know, whatever. Um, What what would you ask them? I'd probably, I'd be probably asking them, like, uh, you know, what is it that you feel gives you a pleasant life? a good life, a meaningful life. What are the things in your life that give you those three things? What makes it pleasant? What makes it good? What makes it meaningful to you? And I think pulling on those things will allow them to be able to understand, I guess, on a deeper level, have more gratitude for those little things. Um, So Martin Seligman, his theory the way he describes it is if we learn to savour and appreciate the basic pleasures, such as companionship or our relationships with people, um, the natural environment, being out in nature and be appreciating, you know, what we have around us um, and our bodily needs, such as (laughs) warmth because it's freezing, (laughs) Um, then that, will ideally put us on the path to finding our authentic happiness right? the simple things in life that bring you peace is ultimately where you'll find your
1: happiness.
0: So i i know I, I totally agree with that but i'm sort of like okay she was saying or he whoever it is i don't know um i'm in my head i'm thinking she i don't know why but um is saying i should be happy I'm, I've, I've got all these things in my life that I like um but yet I'm just not and so there's something that's missing missing. yeah so you help them find that do you think well I think you know that's when you would start talking about um I would I would ask what are you doing for work are you working um do you want to work if you are working the job that you're doing do you find that that's meaningful to you do you find that you know you, you're doing something that really you're good at that you find that you're giving something back i think acts acts of service bring the most yeah. um, like giving back yeah. um helping in some way will, will bring you the most pleasure <laughs> i think i find i do do you i mean as 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 counselor i love. Okay, like, you got to sit there and listen to everyone's problems. Okay, sure. That might sound really shitty, but it's not that that I'm focused on. It's about getting them out of this mumbo jumbo in their head. And when they start to go on that smooth sailing path of finding peace and contentment within themselves, I know that I've helped. I've yeah. done something. That's where I find my happiness, my contentment with my job, and that's the meaning within what I do. But for you it's about finding purpose and meaning and Everything. having gratitude. But it, it's fulfillment too. I think authentic happiness goes sure. under that existential umbrella. Think? Yeah. Um, because again I sit here and I think of my past and where I've come from and where I am now. Mm-hmm. And it's been a journey. It's taken some work. But I'm in a good place and that brings me happiness. So yeah, definitely for me, it comes under that existential well, umbrella. It really there's does. So many different factors to it. And this is why I think um, actually seeking support, individual support. So you can like there are so many different areas of things that can contribute to health, happiness and health and mental health. And but mm-hmm. it needs to be really individually got that because of course um what are your values? What are your um core desires? What does make you feel better? What Um, I mean, what's your your brain health like? Is there a need for medication? Um, And and sometimes, like, there are even some times where I'll be talking to someone and they'll be really unhappy and I'll go, all right, well, okay, just for example, I hate my work. I can't go on any longer. All right, so we discuss all the things that are wrong and then at the end I'll go, okay, and now tell me, um, where where would you rate your job? Like, out of ten. How would you rate it? And they go, oh, seven or eight out of 10. And I'm like, oh. that doesn't make a lot of sense then, does it? <laughs> no. And I think sometimes people just need to sometimes get things off their chest. Yeah. And I think um, it can be really multi complex, or sometimes they'll go, oh, you know, you know what? I so hate my job that I virtually don't want to get out of bed in the mornings ever again. And I struggle with wanting to, to live because I feel so trapped by my job. And I go, well, okay then. Then we need to look at that. Um, and so there could be one area of their life that could be affecting all the other areas and they think that they're trapped there or they can't. Yeah. You, and it. We, just, we basically just hit the nail on the head and you're saying that it's multidimensional. It really is. Um, I've said there's so many different elements to finding authentic, pure happiness that comes from internal, like within you there's so many different paths to take and that can be really overwhelming for somebody who is sitting there going, Oh, I've got everything. I've, I've, I've got everything that you're saying I should have that I should be grateful for, but I still don't know how to get to that feeling. And so you're right, Julie, it's about, if it's, if you are that stuck on that path, then you really need to reach out and and ask for help. Cool. A counselor, a coach, mm-hmm. a psychologist are all good places to start
1: um, mm-hmm.
0: because it's about sometimes just having somebody to sit with you, sure. and take you on that journey one path at a time, sure. one path at a time. Unpacking, unpacking <laughs> because it when I, I mean I when we're saying all this stuff, there's so many different elements there. That can be so overwhelming. But if you have someone in the room, such as yourself or myself, sitting there going, well, let's start here. Yeah. It takes all this big, dark room, starts to just, you know, you start to branch out into this lighted path. Okay, I can handle this. And I think that's our job, isn't it? To guide people down these little paths so that it's not so overwhelming. So I think if, if, if you're really, really struggling. Sure, I totally think that, it's, and also um, you might even just have a really wise friend that one person that every time we talk to you that helps you to make sense of things or knows you really well, um, that you just, you know, that is perfect for you. But I really do think there's something to be said in being able to sit and verbalise and go through things rather than it just being all yeah. in your head all the time. And, I mean, have you ever heard of Danielle LaPorte? No. So she's... Uh, um, you know, like a, um, a self-development guru in uh, America, and another aspect that she looks at, which is what she calls um, the desire map, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And it's about going um, well. How how do I feel about my desires? Like, what do I desire? What do I desire to feel? How do I want to feel in a day? Okay, so say today I want to feel vibrant. Okay, well, what do I need to do today to feel vibrant? What is it I actually need to contribute to having that feeling? So if I want to feel happy today, what do I have to do that will make me feel happy today? Would it be to go down the beach and sit down there and and have a walk on the beach? Or um, does it, to make me feel happy today, would it be to call up my best friend or my sister and have a coffee or just a phone chat? Does that make me happy when I spend time with that person? Are you saying it right there, Julie? This is what I want to make a very valuable point about, is you're saying what do I need to do to make me happy? And you're saying things that, that only you can do for yourself nobody else can do it for you sure exactly. it has to come from you it's yep. got to, because nobody else knows how to make another person happy nobody nobody should ever be given that job that is a, sure that's an impossible job nobody wants that job um, yeah. <laughs> and i don't want i don't want to feel like i should be giving that Especially job. 100%. because i mean if you can't figure it out for yourself how on earth is anybody else meant to do that job for you yeah but everything you said there, do I need to go for a walk along the beach, is because that makes you feel good, not because somebody else is making your feet walk along that beach for you, right? Sure, sure. Do you need the, com- the company and the companionship of somebody else to make you feel good. That's fine. But that's not asking, that's not putting that job on somebody else either. That's because you like companionship, <laughs> you know? That's because when you feel content, you feel content because you're with somebody else because companionship is something that makes you feel good. Or conversely, I need some time out. Ah, a time out. Time. <laughs> I, need, I need to sit at home and watch Netflix all day and eat chocolate. And again, it comes back to mindfulness and, and self-awareness sure. because um, that's the internal aspect of all of this is that you've got to find that what works for you mm-hmm. internally to you it's your journey somebody else can help you walk next to you on that path mm-hmm. guide you down different turns and nooks and crannies mm-hmm. just think something that might have been so blurry and you couldn't figure it out for yourself mm-hmm. and nobody can find it you ultimately are the one who finds the, the pot of gold at the I'd end to be responsible for yourself <laughs> yeah that's so true and I like, are there are there times when Happiness is really elusive. Like I remember, um, I'm going to try and make it a bit of a false story. So um, a client who um, just on all intents and purposes said same, similar sort of thing to your letter, I should be happy, everything's there, but it's not, what's wrong with me? And then on further, like inquiry, it was, it was a missing component to what she valued and and, and um, there was a loss of her extended family, her side of the family, and um, really there was going to be no hole to fill that as far as that's always going to be a gap. And so I think there's also a recognition that sometimes life will throw us things that can't be fixed or replaced and there may always be that hole. So... Um, being able to honour that hole and actually build around it um, and make things um, in your life that can help um, fill some of the gap. Yeah. Maybe you replace people that have been like tragically lost or um, create a, a network that, you know, if you don't have external family members there, Just for example, you've moved from overseas and you're tired value and is based on that extended family purpose and it's missing yeah, what um, you, you you can you never feel that when it's not there but you can look for ways to um substitute that can and and honor the darkness honor the grief and come to an acceptance of that that it's always going to be there because unless it's there it's that's a really big value that you're always going to miss You just said it again, though, Julie, acceptance, you know. um, I think that's another thing about finding happiness within yourself is just accepting your flaws, accepting stuff that's shitty, accepting, you know, bad things that have happened. Because if you don't accept them, you're holding on to that and that's just tearing you apart. Sure. And, um, again, acceptance, it all comes under that existential umbrella, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> exactly. But it's really vitally important. And so you're, if you're constantly battling something that has tragically happened and it's taking a big chunk of your happiness away, like um, I'm really happy, I should be happy about everything, under a really close investigation, I'm really not happy because I'm missing my, my family that are stuck overseas. I've moved. Um, there becomes a time where you've got to accept that and be able to embrace it and take what it is, or you, ju- you are not going to find happiness because that hole is going to be burning. Um, and it's, it's to tap, be able to take the, the fire off that hole and being able to, like, go, okay, well, I, um, I'm going to honour it every now and then and have um, a grief or a visit or whatever else and I'm going to find a different way of making my days more bearable. Maybe I'm going to create a different network for myself that I love people that I really connect with here, even if it's one or two people that make me feel like I'm less alone or whatever, but accepting that it's never going to be what it is because if you're always aiming for up here, you're never going to reach it, so you need to accept. I'm not going to reach that. So I'm going to over here so I can say that I can reach it. And that in itself can be a relief and allow for happiness. Yeah. Then you can reach the, the higher limits of that once you've gotten that far. I think that's the other thing is that people have to not, you know, don't, don't aim too high to begin with. Just start here and then slowly you'll get up to here, small chunks, small bits at a time. Look at these, because we're going back to the, the the happiness here, but you know your different elements. So your positive emotion pull on some of your positive psychology things, such as your mindfulness, your meditation, um, breathing techniques, yoga, health and fitness, etc., and stuff to get your positive emotions flowing, your endorphins flowing. Then look at engagement. So mindfulness around your behaviours, your self awareness, being. Um, being able to spot when you're going down and and how to bring yourself out of that, Um, looking at how you are showing up in your relationships, etc. and so forth. And then, then you can turn towards more opening the book up to, all right, now what does everything mean to me? Sure. Because when, when you do that, when you've got all the other sitting there and, and, and leveled out, then you can zoom in and focus more on meaning, and from meaning you'll find your purpose, and from finding that you will regain a sense of happiness. But it has to be broken down into chunks. If you try and tackle it all as a whole straight up straight away, you're just gonna sure. It's gonna find yourself in a point. Totally. And your belief systems, like your expectations and belief systems of where you should be, what you should have, what. Um, what and the actual fact that other people should be doing for you. All of those things can come in and into play. So um, it's really like breaking all of that down sometimes, and being able to actually even awareness. Yeah. Awareness is your first step to any sort of change. So once yeah. you've actually become aware of what it is that. You are, or aren't achieving, or what's stopping you, what your boundaries are, what your um, uh, barriers are. I meant to say not boundaries, but also boundaries can play yeah, into the right. So, um, all of those things. And that's where I think it just becomes multi complex. So, um, I reckon we, we're going to have to finish up soon, but I'm just wondering like, on finishing, um, up what is there anything else that you think needs to sort of like be covered under that that we haven't talked about i think in finishing up i think personally if you are struggling with what your internal authentic happiness is for you um and you know, and you're a bit sort of going, oh, I don't want to do a personal development program or I don't want to go and speak to a coach or a life coach or um, I don't want to speak to a counsellor. Please just take a step back out of that because I think what we've established here today is that by speaking to somebody and taking it one step at a time and and counsellors, life coaches, all of those people, we're trained specifically to be able to see and pinpoint little things but well you know that you don't see but we're also trained to bring you back when you've gone too deep into something bring you back to the surface and go too far let's just go back here and so you won't get so confused mm-hmm. and dip yourself into this deep hole of you know overwhelm so i think in finishing if If it is authentic happiness that you desire and that you are seeking right now, and you are struggling with that, please reach out. Um, I will link details to Julie. Um, You can speak to her. You can speak to me. Um, Or, you know, just search out Headspace or um, other mental health services in your region. Go to your doctor, even. Ask for referral. There are so many different. Um, organisations and people that can help you, life coaches, coaches in general, um, yeah. mentors. It just, I think we've established today that two heads are better than one yeah. when going down this road and trying to really try and get to the nitty-gritty of what, what it is we need. Um, I've done the journey myself. And yes, there are so many elements. I also do run a program. It is a personal development program, but it is very much about this. It's about finding your authentic happiness. And like you said, Julie, it brings in all those elements that, that you know, finding out your values, um, personal healthy boundaries, having positive relationships, conflict management, all of that. It mm-hmm. all contributes to you finding your purpose and your meaning in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can do programs, or you can do personal one-to-one. Julie, myself, somebody else, just mm-hmm. get help, just break yeah. it out. I just say, yeah, I say, um, my contentment levels definitely go up and down depending on what's yeah. going on. And I think that for anyone to think that that contentment is a place to arrive mm-hmm. might be disappointed because <laughs> it's a journey. And life, yeah. along the way. And there are some stations that are really shitty and there are some stations that are really good and we process them and we move on. And I think um that's also a really important point to remember. And that it is a big deal, but it's not a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> so, but I think too, if you reach out and you speak to someone, you walk away with tools or a tool belt of things. So you know, life's always gonna throw curveballs. Always sure. COVID nineteen, curveball, <laughs> stuck in the face, lockdown. Unexpected curve oh, curveball gone down, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, life you don't know what's gonna happen. But mm-hmm. I think and so yeah, like you said, if you, you wanna arrive at one place and stay there forever, that's just that's impossible and that's just that's that's reaching again, way up here, yeah. not unreachable. But if you go and you do a course, or speak to a coach, or a counselor, or, or mental health professional, you, you walk away with tools. So mm. that when life does throw you a curveball, you have the tools to sit there and go, "Well, hang on a minute. It's not forever, and I don't know what to expect. But here and now, this is what I can do. This is what I can control." And you you learn that, and you yeah. get given those tools, those life skills. Mm-hmm your journey. And yeah, to, to think that you're not gonna have ups and downs. Oh I mean, that's just we're yeah, not, not gonna happen. <laughs> but it's very empowering to be able to start and this is one of the things I like about self awareness and um, emotion coaching and all that sort of stuff, emotional intelligence. It's very empowering. And um it's also um I think one of the things that the latest research show that actually create more success in life. So it's even more important for people than um, anything else and it contributes to everything that you do, right from your mental health to your physical health, to your job, to your money, um, to your relationships, everything, and um, raising children as well. So helping them to be able to do that for themselves. So it just contributes to our our whole well-being and that's really important to me. I really like um, the thought of people being empowered and um, being being authentic is a huge one, being authentic and empowered and in control of their own emotions, their own journey um, and what it is that they want to share with anyone at any particular time and what changes they want to make. So, um, Yeah. yeah. What a nice um, chat! Yeah. I like if it. If you want to feel empowered, reach out. I yeah, think that's, yeah. A that's a good one. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's oh, when are we going
1: to gonna do this?
0: First. Are we going to do this again? Should people? have we, are, give we, you are, are. More we questions? are. We are going to do this again because I have had other other topics come to me, so I have like a whole list and keep them coming. You know, we haven't done this before. <laughs> we don't know if you're like, listening to our voices and um, <laughs> this stuff with us, but um, I'm That's hoping good. that it helps somebody. I'm hoping yeah. that somebody's getting something from it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, yeah, I'd like to do it again. Do you and it's to fun do? to do. We love chatting, that, not Michelle? So, like this, this stuff is our... Um, so um, where can people write in if they want to have us unpack a topic? unpack a topic thriving mind at outlook.com you can email me you can facebook message me you can instagram is it called instagram message me well, i'm not up on the link It'll right. do. i know that i can get messages on instagram <laughs> yeah um any Anyway, like that that's where i am facebook instagram email um and just it's all anonymous don't uh, don't be afraid that we're gonna put a picture of you up and expose every detail about you because we're not um yeah. but yeah uh, bring them in send them in because i love unpacking this stuff i love it and uh, you know sometimes i walk away too and i feel like really i've learned something today yeah um, me
1: too
0: you know yeah. so we're hopefully, yeah. hopefully you'll enjoy it hopefully yeah. continue We'll do another one. If you hate it, let us know too because we'll stop. (laughs) 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 All right, then. Okay. Well, hopefully not. And also um, we're not sure about the audio quality or anything. So if the audio is crap, tell us. We'll see if we need to get microphones or whatever. All right. We don't plan on doing it like via Skype forever. We hope to, you know, this is just something we've had to sort of yeah um, too, with the whole COVID-19 we, we would like to be just sitting on a couch with the video on us and and give that to you so you know, it's not coming from a three-way camera you know you meant, <laughs> and then putting it <laughs> but um it'll be more intimate I think then but for now this is our option so um, but yeah, any feedback please please Yep. 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 all right well
1: thank you Michelle okay.
0: Hi guys, if this episode has brought up any really big feelings for you, please know it's okay to reach out and talk to someone. You can call Lifeline on one three one 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 four, or Beyond Blue on 1300 22 You can also reach out to myself at Thriving Mind on both Facebook and Instagram.